That was good, man. That's an original, by the way. He wouldn't tell you this, but that's Evan Cooley's original song. Nice one. All right. So, uh, lights. Kind of a weird mixer question, huh? What do you like about the light? Um, light is a theme, a big theme in God's word. And it's right there in the beginning. In the beginning, it's formless and empty. And the spirit was hovering over the darkness, the deep. And into that darkness, God spoke. God said, let there be light. And there was light. The miracle of light. The life-giving light that results in life for all things. Let there be light, and there was light, and it was good. It is good. It's so good that we just take it for granted. No light, no life. Thank you, Lord. In the beginning, God created the light. Light comes from God. He's the source. Fast forward to John 1. We hear familiar words. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Before things were made, anything was made. In fact, through him all things were made. And without him, this Word, nothing has been made. The Word became flesh, took on human form, and dwelled among us to show us the light, the true light that gives light to everyone. We know him by his name, Yeshua, Jesus. The Lord saves. This is a saving light. And when light came into the world, he went around Israel. And he gave signs. He did things that only God could do to open people's eyes spiritually and physically to see the light. The word of God, speaking the word of God to bring people into the light. Signs like raising the dead, walking on water. Signs like feeding 5,000 healing the sick, telling people who haven't walked in 38 years to get up. And these things that Jesus, the word of God in the flesh, did among us, gave us reason to stop and listen to the word of God in the flesh, speaking the word of God, which is the light of God, so we can come alive. And Jesus said some amazing things. He was a little controversial. Things like, your sins are forgiven. Things that only God should say, could say legitimately. Claims like, I am the bread of life. If you want soul food, if you want true nourishment, come to me and eat. Things like, I am the door. If you want to come into the kingdom of light, if you want to come into life, if you want to pass from death 
into life, darkness into light. I am the door. I'm the way for you. I've opened the door. I am the door. Things like, I am the good shepherd. If you're Jewish, you know the Hebrew scriptures. You're like, the good shepherd promised long ago. The shepherd like David, the king, who would restore God's kingdom and bring all people in. I am the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. A good king. I am the resurrection. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The light comes into the world and proclaims this big news. And last Sunday we saw Jesus standing in the temple during the Festival of Tabernacles, the Feast of Booths, Sukkot, which is one of the big three Jewish festivals. Jews from all over that area and beyond would come and gather. About 300,000 to a million would pack into Jerusalem for these big things. And we saw him there making another audacious claim. John 7, 37, 38, Jesus says in the midst of the crowd, if anyone is thirsty, if anyone has thirst, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, whoever sees who I am and puts their trust in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water, rivers of living water will flow from within them. The Spirit of God is on offer for them, for you, for me, for all who are thirsty. He's the source of living water. He's the water that brings life, that renews, that fills you with joy, peace, and courage when you are empty. Are you thirsty for God? Are you thirsty for his life, his spirit, his presence? Jesus says, come to me. So that's last Sunday, Festival of Tabernacles, and we're still there today for another great word that Jesus shares. Let me give a little background on that festival again. Maybe some of this you remember. But the background is intentional. So Jesus is there. It's September, October. The harvest was gathered. It's a time of celebration. It's joyful. They sing songs. They, they shake these... Uh, leafy things to, um, it, that they build these shelters out of. That's one of the big things about it. There's, uh, they build these, these booths, these shelters. And um, it's in Jerusalem. And I want to just show you a picture of, this is what the temple looked like roughly in the first century. All right? What do you notice about the temple mount and the temple? Jerusalem's around it. What stands out to you? This wall? The wall? Yeah, there's a, there's a big wall around it. What does that tell you? What else do you see? What stands out just visually? What's that? It's huge. It's a big deal. And it's up high. This is Mount Moriah. This is Mount Zion. This is the highest point in Jerusalem. So you look up, you always, that's why you read about going up to Jerusalem. It's that elevation. You can't, you can't miss this thing. It dominates. It's the center of Jewish life. So they're there. It's packed with people. All right? And again, during this, temple, during this festival, they have a, uh, these shelters they build. 
to help them remember how God led them out from Egypt to this place long ago, 2,000 years before, no, 1,400 years before this, sorry, and led them through the wilderness, took care of them. That's one of the shelters. The next thing was Torah. They would read Genesis through Deuteronomy. They'd, they'd recite portions of that to remember God's rescue. They were slaves in Egypt. He rescued them. He formed them into a people. He brought them out. He lived in the center of them. At that time, the temple was a tent. It was portable. Portable version of that solid temple that we saw. So they would be remembering, they'd be praising and thanking God for what he had done. Next big, big deal was the water, water pouring. That's what we talked about last week. Every day of the festival, they'd, they'd go down, get some water, and they'd pour it out in the temple. It was a way of thanking God for his provision of water in the wasteland desert that is Mount Sinai area. He provided for them. Without him, they would be dead. They wouldn't have made it. Thank you, Lord. And looking ahead to the day when he would pour out his living water. The water symbolized his life that he would pour out on all people. Looking back, looking forward. That's when Jesus said, let anyone who is thirst come to me and drink as they're pouring water out. Now, in addition to all that, when night came, this thing was seven days long and then an eighth day of Sabbath. At night... They did something else. So at night, it's dark, okay? Now, first century, not a lot of lights, not a lot of light pollution. It got dark, it was dark, all right? So um, when it got dark, they would light up these huge uh, torches, about 80 feet high, these, these big stands that would hold these fires, these giant bowls, they fill them with logs and oil, and these things would burn through the night. And just light it up. So let's get, I think we have a picture of the. All right, so I've circled the artist's rendition of these torches. So they're in the court of women. It's part of the inner court there. It's not the inner court, but it's inside the complex. And uh, they'd light those things up. And remember where this thing is it's up on the mount. So it would light up the surrounding area. And uh, it was a party and it was fun, and they're celebrating the light. Now, remember the context is the wilderness, going through the wilderness. So what does this fire, what do these lights remind them of? The pillar of fire, right? God's what? Presence with his people Israel in the wilderness, wasteland, nothing around, the darkness. God came in this pillar of fire to help them know what? I am with you. I am with you. You are my people. I am with you. I am with you in this wasteland. I am with you in this darkness. And he would lead them forward by this light, the light of his presence. So that's the context. That's what they're thinking of. That's what they're remembering in this moment at the Festival of Tabernacles. And that's probably when we read this, John 8, 12. Again, Jesus spoke to them, to the crowd there, the temple, saying, I am the light. 
I am the light. Not only for Israel, but I am the light for the world, for all people. I am the light. The true light has come into the world. And then Jesus adds to this an invitation to all people, to you, to me, to anyone. Whoever follows me, the true light, the light of the world, will never walk in darkness. Will never walk in darkness. Full stop there. Thank you, yes. Sign me up. But then he adds more. We'll never walk in darkness, but we'll have, and we'll have, the light of life. He's offering you the light of life. He's offering you the way out of darkness. Jesus, the light of God, shining in the darkness, with them in the wilderness, with us in the wilderness, with us in the darkness, the true light for everyone who wants it. Let's capture, this is the big point today. Jesus is the light of the world. The light. What a claim. He's the pillar of light that was leading them through the wasteland, that showed them the way to go, that gave them confidence. There's another layer. He's the light promised to them through the prophets, the light for the nations, the light that would open up eyes that are blind, the light that frees captives from prisons, the light that leads you into life out of dark places, the light of salvation, Isaiah 42, 49, 51. Fast forward today, Feast of Tabernacles. Still practiced, but it's different. It's different. What do they do? To, if you go to Israel September, October for this festival, they are they're building the booths, the, the leafy things. Um, but that's it. The water's not poured out by the high priest at the temple. The giant lights of fire are not lit up on the temple courts. It's gone. It's gone. After Jesus' death and resurrection, just as Jesus told them would happen, the temple was destroyed. The old covenant closed. The new had come. The water ceremony pointed to what? The coming of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has been poured out. It is being poured out still in this church age. Will be poured out until he returns. The lighting of the torches pointed to what? The true light who would come into the world and he has come. God through history, historical acts is showing you, declaring that Jesus is the light. He is the one who's come. Look to him. Go to him. Jesus is still calling people into relationship. Okay, so where is the temple now? It's not on Mount Moriah anymore. Here. 
where the light of God is, where the water of God is. It's been poured into your heart. The presence of God is now in his people. Here, right here. In all over these little pockets around the world, all over the world. The light is burning bright in the darkness, in the Ukraine. Right now, the water is being poured out in all kinds of wastelands, bringing life, renewing people, bringing the dead to life again. That's where we are in the story. It's a good time to be here. But I forget. I forget who I am, who we are. In you, in me, wherever the body of Christ is, wherever two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus. He's the light with his people. His presence ready to guide us. And listen again to what Jesus, the source of living water, God's spirit, the light of the world, saying to you and me. Listen to this next line again. Whoever follows me, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. If you're following Jesus, that's how you come out of darkness. You follow him. Like Israel followed that pillar, pillar of fire in the wasteland, in the darkness. That's how we're to follow Jesus every day. Follow the light. Now let's look at the darkness real quick here. Because he's telling you and me, I want to lead you out of that. What is darkness? Well, if you look through scripture and the way Jesus uses it, darkness is absence of God. Absence of God, separation, distance from God. It's sin. It's working against God and His Word. It's going against His ways. Sin or darkness is being lost. Darkness is associated with punishment from God. Anytime you're not following Jesus, where are you? In the darkness. It's dark out there, man. I picture us in the wilderness. We're in the wilderness, aren't we? This is a kind of wilderness that we're in, isn't it? That we're passing through. This world, its brokenness, its villainy, its fallenness, its corruption, depravity, and death. Jesus is leading us through this. Where are we headed? Promised land? Where's the promised land? Where are we going? Where's this pillar of fire leading us? Yeah, the new heaven and earth. Revelation 21. We're going to the promised land. We're in the wilderness now. We've got the pillar of fire with us to lead us, to show us the way as it gets dark. Get your eye off the, the pillar. You look around left or right or behind. It is dark. It is wasteland. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have with them the light of life. Follow me. Follow me. 
Now, if you if you are without Jesus this morning, you're like this. I don't. This is. I don't get this. You don't have God. You're separate. If there's a distance, you. If the Spirit of God is not in you, or you're not sure, then listen to His offer. The light of the world. The the light. Not a light. The light of God has come and is calling you into relationship this morning. You need. Everyone needs. You need for salvation. Salvation to move you from death to life, from darkness to light, from separation to God to unity with God. He's the way. Listen to what Jesus is saying to you, John 12, 46. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Jesus has come so that you won't stay in darkness. Come on out. Follow Jesus out. Now, if you've been saved, if you're in Christ, if you got the light of God in you, then listen to what this says about you. He says, he, the Father, has rescued you. This is what happened. He rescued you from the into the kingdom of the Son. He loves. Kingdom of light. In whom you have redemption. You've been bought. You've been purchased for God. The forgiveness of sins. You've been cleansed. Do you want that? If you don't have that, if you're unsure, do you want it? It's on offer for you. Don't pass it up. Now, you might be hesitant. Some people are hesitant because of this next line. Jesus knows as well. John 3, 19 through 20. This is the verdict. This is what's going on here. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness. We get used to the darkness. People love darkness still. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of the light. And then, because their deeds were evil, whoever, everyone who does evil hates the light. If you love darkness, you're hating the light. And will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. This is where some people get stuck. I think a couple things here. One, I don't want to give up the darkness. Okay. Jesus won't push you. He won't drag you in. He'll wait. Hopefully you don't wait too long. The other thing is, some of us, man, if, if people knew what I did, who I was, if God knew, he knows, if God knew who I was, what I did, I'm afraid my deeds will be exposed. Here's the good news. God brings you into the light, not to shame you or condemn you, but to rescue you to forgive you, to pronounce his good words. You are forgiven, son or daughter. You are mine. Be cleansed. I've released you. I've paid the punishment in full for you. That's why I came and died. Release it to me. That's why the lie of the world came to set us right with God, and then we understand this next thing, Romans 1, 16 through 17. The gospel, this good news I just told you, it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Believe just means 
yes, I think so. I think that's right. I think I needed that, yes. Yeah, I'll take that. Everyone who believes in it, this message, is the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith. You are put in right standing with God when you receive that by faith. That's all you have to offer is, okay, yes, I receive it, thank you. If you have received it, remember, you are in right standing with God. Thank you, Jesus, because you couldn't do it, I couldn't do it, my track record was not so great. Jesus did it for you. He put you in right standing with God. It's done. Enjoy it. Just say thank you. Thank you, Lord. You have the light. The light's in you. If you don't have that yet, if you're just not sure, please talk to us. This is the day. Let it be the day. Afterward, we're going to have prayer team. Come talk to them. Take that step out of darkness into the light. Even if it's just darkness, I'm not sure. Come in. Be sure. Now, let's say you're saved this morning. You're already saved. You got the light of life. You turned away from darkness. You're trying to follow him. You're trying to stay in the light. You're trying to keep your eyes on Jesus through this wasteland wilderness. Sometimes it's hard. How was your week? Did you forget? Where's that pillar? Well, if that's you or me, let's, let's live accordingly. Right? Let's, let's not forget that we have the light of life. Sometimes I forget. Something happens, something hard happens. It's easy, it happens. We forget the light. Something messes up your plan. You don't know what to do. You get an ugly email, bad news. What do I do now? The way forward is not clear. It's dark. And instead of looking to Jesus, the pillar of light, what do we do? We, we use our little three-pound brain, try to analyze this to death, calculate the solution. Pillar fire's right there waiting. We talk to a bunch of other people in the dark. Hey, what do you think? I don't know. It's unclear. <laughs> Why do we forget? He's right there, burning, blazing. Next feeling, Jesus is the light. Let's remember this this week. Jesus is the light you need. You need, I need, everyone needs to see the best way forward. What's the best way forward? It's unclear. Go to the light. He's just waiting for you. Come to me. He's saying, come to me. I'll show you the way. Turn to him. Seek. Talk. Listen. Linger with him. Don't just talk at him. Wait and listen. Don't just react to things throughout the week. Stop. Light of the world, what do I do here? What's the way into life? What's the best way forward? Jesus is the light that you need to see the best way forward. And next fill-in, Jesus is the light you need when you're afraid. Anybody get afraid or anxious, kind of worried? <laughs> yeah, Jesus knows this, right? Do not worry. Don't be afraid. For I am with you. You got the light of God now. We get our eyes off him and get scary quick. We forget where we are. Oh, yeah, we're in the wilderness. We're going to the promised land. The pillar of fire is with us. Okay, 
recalibrate. Things get scary. Jesus is the light you need when you're afraid. You don't have to sit in the fear. You don't have to ruminate in it. Chew it up. Spit it out. I don't know what I'm saying there. You don't have to. Jesus is light you need when you're afraid. He's with you. Constantly just gently saying, cast all your anxieties on me. I care for you. I love you. I came for you. It's going to be okay. The boat is rocking. It's stormy. It's wavy. You're freaking out. Jesus is in the, sleeping in the boat. It's all right. I'm here. I'm with you. Get your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on me, Jesus says. Jesus is the light you need when you're afraid. Go to him quickly. Jesus is the light you need to lead you out of captivity. Out of captivity to old, sinful patterns, reactions, and habits. We're skipping ahead. Do you know that? I'm skipping one there. He's just ready to free you up from that darkness. The flesh we talked about last week. When Jesus calls you to follow him, he's calling you to say no to darkness again and again. The darkness will creep. He wants to take ground in your heart, in your life for the kingdom of light. He wants to shine on your darkness, your sin, your stubbornness, your pride, your immorality, your greed, your cowardice, your lies. Not to shame you, but to save you from that stuff. To call you out into the light. Sometimes it means, I'm sorry. Got to ask forgiveness. You've been exposed. You want to hide. You want to fight. No, there's a new way. Come in the light as he's in the light. Confess your sins to one another. Be freed from them. Guess what? We all struggle with the darkness sometimes. We need each other to encourage each other not to be fake. Hey, I'm always in the light. No, you're not. Let's help each other out. Jesus is ready to bust you and me out of captivity. He's busting me out of some darkness. That part of Wayne that likes to be right, needs to be right, needs to show you I'm right. He's freeing me up from that darkness. It's unpleasant to be around. It's not loving. He's busting me out of captivity to mean, sharp, sinful reactions to other people. He wants to lead me out. He wants to free you up from stuff. But you've got to keep your eye on the light and follow where he leads you. That's the way out. And it, it's an unknown territory sometimes. You feel vulnerable. We haven't been here before, Jesus. This is new. This is scary. Keep your eyes on me. I'm with you. Let's go. Let's go. We're going forward. Let's not circle back around that old thing again. Let's move forward. out there. I'm with you. Jesus is the light you need to lead you out of captivity to old sinful patterns, reactions, and habits. And this is related. Jesus is the light you need to become a loving, a loving, fruitful, life-giving person like him. 
That's what Jesus is doing. Why doesn't he just take us to the promised land? Because he is reshaping you and making you. He's taking the darkness off. He's chinking it off for you and me. You've got to submit to him if you want that to happen. He wants to make you into a loving, fruitful, like fruits of the spirit type of person, joyful, peaceful, life-giving person. He wants you to be a blessing to others. To be outward focused, to look, to be generous, to welcome, to see the other, instead of being in this darkness of yourself. Jesus will lead you into that. If you let him. He's ready. Some of us just, ah, it's good, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> this is good right here. I'm going to set up my little booth right here. Good news, he will take you wherever you are today. You'd think he'd get annoyed, right? I would. I'd be like, I'm done with you. He's with you. Let's go. It's a new day. The light is shining. Let's follow him. Let's follow him together. If you want some prayer about that, sometimes, why do I get prayer? Why do we offer a prayer? You can pray to God directly, absolutely, and do that. Sometimes, though, it's just good to be with a brother or sister and have them pray with you. The prayer team, they're not going to just tell you what you want to hear. They're not going to give you a pep talk. They're going to try listening to the Lord with you and help you hear what the Lord is saying to you. He wants to shine light into your darkness, into your situation. So that's going to be offered here during this last song. Uh, we'll be in the back today. All right, let's stand, let's do this last song. I'm going to pray for us as we get settled in here. Wow, Lord Jesus, thank you for coming into the darkness. Thank you for the darkness of my life, our lives, into the darkness of this world, Lord. Lord Jesus, shine brightly in your people, Lord. Uh, light us up, Lord, with your presence, with your spirit, with your truth, with your freedom, with your grace. Lord, let us be a bright, shiny people filled with you. Lord, do that more and more this week. Help us make good decisions. Help us get out of darkness. Help us say no to darkness and say yes to you and follow you into life. We thank you, Jesus, for making it possible. We thank you for what you're going to do in us, Lord. Amen.